Are there inconsistencies in Alma the Younger's conversion stories? What is Gazalem in the Book of Mormon? And how does it relate to Joseph Smith? How are secret oaths, covenants, signs, and words attributed to the devil? Why did God preserve the interpreters if the Book of Mormon was translated from a stone in a hat? Hello, Max here. Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. This review covers the lesson plan for Alma, chapters 36 to 38. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. For the sake of time, I will not cite all the parallel phrases and words from the New Testament that are in the Book of Mormon text. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are coincidental, most are so strong that it is impossible to not conclude that their true source is from the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. Mormon will now be quoting Alma from chapter 36 through 42. In chapter 36 and 37, Alma speaks to his oldest son, Helaman. Then, in chapter 38, Alma will address his middle son, Sheblin. Alma 36. Alma will say, yea, 19 times in this chapter. Alma 36, verse 1. So, speaking to Helaman, Alma says, My son, give ear to my words, for I swear unto you that inasmuch as ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land. There is that prosperity gospel again, which will be mentioned in each of our three chapters today. The words, quote, commandments of God, are in 1 Corinthians 7.19, Alma 36, verses 2-4. through 4. Alma wishes that his son believes what he is teaching him right from the beginning, without having to go through the painful ordeal that he did. Verse 2, it is as if whoever was writing the Book of Mormon had a King James Bible right in front of him. The phrase, quote, that ye should do as I have done, is from John 13, 15. And, quote, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, is taken from Matthew 22, 32. In verse 3, the words, quote, and learn of me, for I, are in Matthew eleven twenty nine. In verse 4 of chapter 36, the words, quote, and I would not that ye, are in 1 Corinthians ten twenty. And, quote, the carnal mind, in Romans 8, 7, and, quote, but of God in Romans 13.1. Alma 36.5. Alma is now going to recount his own conversion experience. Now behold, I say unto you, if I had not been born of God, I should not have known these things. But God has by the mouth of his holy angel made these things known unto me, not of any worthiness of myself. The phrase, quote, born of God, is from 1 John 3.9. Alma 36, verse 6. For I went about with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church of God. But behold, God sent his holy angel to stop us by the way. This was recorded in Mosiah 27. I'm a 36.7. The words, quote, as it were the voice of, are in Revelation 19.6. In verses 7 through 8, the fear of the Lord came upon them, and they fell to the earth. But the angel told them to stand up. In verse 9, the angel told Alma that he had the agency to destroy himself if he wanted to, but that he had to stop trying to destroy the church. Alma 36.10 And it came to pass that I fell to the earth, and it was for the space of three days and three nights that I could not open my mouth, neither had I the use of my limbs. Here it says he could not move for three days and three nights, but in Mosiah 27.23 it says two days and two nights. Which is it? Alma needs to get his story straight. The phrase, quote, the space of three is in Acts 19.8. 
I'm a 36, 11 through 12. And the angel spake more things unto me, which were heard by my brethren. But I did not hear them. For when I heard the words, If thou wilt be destroyed of thyself, seek no more to destroy the church of God, I was struck with such great fear and amazement, lest perhaps I should be destroyed, that I fell to the earth, and I did hear no more. But I was racked with eternal torment, for my soul was harrowed up to the greatest degree, and racked with all my sins. You might be wondering what he means by eternal torment. We know he wasn't eternally tormented, because as we will discover, Alma was miraculously rescued and born again. A revelation recorded in 1830 in the Doctrine and Covenants explains what eternal torment or punishment means. Section 19, 10-12 For behold the mystery of godliness, how great is it! For behold, I am endless, and the punishment which is given from my hand is endless punishment, for endless is my name. Wherefore, eternal punishment is God's punishment, endless punishment is God's punishment. So, in Alma's case, the eternal torment did not last for eternity. It was torment that came from an eternal God, thus eternal torment. Alma 36.13 Yea, I did remember all my sins and iniquities for which I was tormented with the pains of hell. Yea, I saw that I had rebelled against my God and that I had not kept his holy commandments. The phrase, quote, sins and iniquities is in Hebrews 10.17, and quote, tormented with, in Revelation 14.10. Alma 36.14. Yea, and I had murdered many of his children, or rather led them away unto destruction. Yea, and in fine, so great had been my iniquities that the very thought of coming into the presence of my God did rack my soul with an expressible horror. He was quick to clarify that he was not a murderer, just a destroyer of God's children. Sounds better, I guess. In other words, he contributed to the spiritual death of others. Alma 36.15 Alma seems to wish that he could simply cease to exist so that he would not have to face himself or God. Oh, thought I, that I could be banished and become extinct both soul and body, that I might not be brought to stand in the presence of my God to be judged of my deeds. It teaches here that the soul is the spirit of humans. However, the spirit and body combining to constitute the soul was a later change or development in Mormon theology. Alma 36, 16-17 And now for three days and for three nights was I racked even with the pains of a damned soul. And it came to pass that as I was thus racked with torment, while I was harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a Son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. The words, quote, of one Jesus are in Acts 25.19. The title of Christ is from the Greek word Christos, which is the translation of the Hebrew word Messias, which means anointed one. The word Christ never appears in the Hebrew Old Testament, and we only see Messias used twice in the Greek New Testament. Messias is only used twice in the entire Old Testament. That's in Daniel 9, 25-26. Yet it is used 26 times in the Book of Mormon during the Old Testament era. The Greek term Christ is never used in the Old Testament. Yet it is used 186 times in the Book of Mormon during the Old Testament era. In this verse, Alma 36, 17, the name and title, Jesus Christ, are used together nearly 100 years before he is born. 
No one knew the Son of God born to Mary, including Mary herself, was going to be called Jesus until the angel announced it to her. See Luke 2.21. Alma 36.18 Now was my mind caught hold upon this thought. I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou Son of God, have mercy on me who am in the gall of bitterness and am encircled about by the everlasting chains of death. The phrase, quote, have mercy on me, is in Matthew 15.22, and, quote, in the gall of bitterness, and is from Acts 8.23. Alma 36.19. And now behold, when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. Obviously, Alma remembers his past sins, but the pain of the past is gone. Alma 36.20. And, oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold! Yea, my soul was filled with joy as exceeding as was my pain. Joy replaced pain. The words, quote, marvelous light are in 1 Peter 2.9, and, quote, filled with joy are in 2 Timothy 1.4. Alma 36.21. Yea, I say unto you, my son, that there could be nothing so exquisite and so bitter as were my pains. Yea, and again I say unto you, my son, that on the other hand... There can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as was my joy. It was a complete contrast in feelings. In verse 22, Yea, methought I saw, even as our father Lehi saw, God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. Yea, and my soul did long to be there. Alma is partially quoting Nephi 8. Alma 36.23 but behold, my limbs did receive their strength again. And I stood upon my feet, and did manifest unto the people that I had been born of God. He is a new creature, born again. Alma 36.24 Yea, and from that time even until now I have labored without ceasing, that I might bring souls unto repentance, that I might bring them to taste of the exceeding joy of which I did taste, that they might also be born of God and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Those three days and nights were more than enough to convince Alma. He worked tirelessly for the church for the rest of his life. In this verse and other places in the Book of Mormon, reference is made to the Holy Ghost. But the term ghost did not come into use until hundreds of years after the Book of Mormon was supposed to have been inscribed on ancient plates. That the writer borrows this from the King James Bible is indisputable. The phrase, quote, without ceasing, is in 2 Timothy 1.3, and, quote, filled with the Holy Ghost, is taken from Acts 2.4. Alma 36.25-27 Yea, and now behold, O my son, the Lord doth give me exceedingly great joy in the fruit of my labors. For because of the word which he has imparted unto me, behold, many have been born of God, and have tasted as I have tasted, and have seen eye to eye as I have seen. Therefore they do know of these things of which I have spoken as I do know, and the knowledge which I have is of God. And I have been supported under trials and troubles of every kind, yea, and in all manner of afflictions. Yea, God has delivered me from prison and from bonds and from death. Yea, and I do put my trust in Him, and He will still deliver me. Alma 36.28 Alma testifies, that he knows God will raise him up in the last day to dwell with him in glory. Alma 36.30 But behold, my son, this is not all. For ye ought to know as I do know, that inasmuch as ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land. 
And ye ought to know also that inasmuch as ye will not keep the commandments of God, ye shall be cut off from his presence. Now this is according to his word. Alma chapter 37. The word behold is written 15 times, and yea, 18 times in this chapter. Yea, behold this montage. For behold, yea, behold, yea, for behold, behold, yea, and yea, for behold, and behold, and yea, 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 and now behold, yea, and but behold, yea, behold, yea, yea, and now behold, yea, 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 and now behold. I'm a 37 verse 1. And now, my son Helaman, I command you that ye take the records which have been entrusted with me. The phrase, quote, I command you that ye is in John 15:17 Alma 37:2 And I also command you that ye keep a record of this people according as I have done upon the plates of Nephi and keep all these things sacred which I have kept even as I have kept them for it is for a wise purpose that they are kept These are the large plates of Nephi The words quote even as I have kept are in John 15:10 this conferral of record-keeping would be an act that might be taken as a signal of Alma's impending death, as such is often the context for the transfer of sacred records in the Book of Mormon. Alma 37.3 And these plates of brass which contain these engravings, which have the records of the Holy Scriptures upon them, which have the genealogy of our forefathers even from the beginning. These were the brass plates of Laban, who Nephi murdered to obtain. See 1 Nephi 4, 6-18. They supposedly were the Old Testament books up to and including Jeremiah. In verse 4, we learn that the contents of the brass plates will someday go forth to all nations. Behold, it has been prophesied by our fathers that they should be kept and handed down from one generation to another, and be kept and preserved by the hand of the Lord, until they should go forth unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, that they shall know of the mysteries contained thereon. These plates were brass, so they were not quite as cool as the gold plates that Joseph Smith found. Still, they were very important. The phrase, quote, every nation, kindred, tongue, and people is similar to Revelation 14.6. Amod 37.5. And now, behold, if they are kept, they must retain their brightness. Yea, and they will retain their brightness. Yea, and also shall all the plates which do contain that which is holy writ. It is Helaman's job to keep the brass plates bright and shiny. In verse 6, Alma insists that this was not a silly detail. God was very particular, and sometimes God would confuse the wise with very small details. So keep them plates polished and shiny. Now ye may suppose that this is foolishness in me. But behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And small means in many instances doth confound the wise. The words, quote, Confound the wise are in 1 Corinthians one twenty-seven, Alma thirty-seven verse seven. And the Lord God doth work by means to bring about His great and eternal purposes, and by very small means the Lord doth confound the wise and bringeth about the salvation of many souls. Okay, I get that, but how does keeping the brass plates bright and shiny confound the wise and save souls? Just asking. Perhaps it maintains their readability. Alma thirty-seven eight. Next, Alma reminds Helaman of the value of these records. And now it has hitherto been wisdom in God that these things should be preserved. For behold, they have enlarged the memory of this people, yea, and convinced many of the error of their ways, and brought them to the knowledge of their God and to the salvation of their souls. 
I'm a 37 verses 9 through 10. It was these records that helped Ammon and his brethren to bring thousands of Lamanites to repentance. In verses 11 through 12, Alma says the preservation of these plates are for a wise purpose, and God knows what he's doing with them. Alma 37, 13 through 15, after telling Helaman how to take care of the plates, Alma repeatedly tells him the importance of keeping not only God's commandments, but also Alma's commandments. And if he does that, he will not be cut off from God's presence, but will prosper in the land. If Helaman neglects his responsibility, these sacred items will be taken from him, and he will be delivered up to Satan. Alma 37.15 The phrase, quote, the spirit of prophecy, is in Revelation 19.10. Alma 37.16 But if Helaman keeps the commandments of God, no power on earth or hell can take those sacred things from him. In verses 17 through 18, Alma bears witness that God fulfills all his promises. In verse 18, in the 1830 edition, page 327, it read, quote, For he promised unto them that he would reserve these things, which was changed in later editions to read, quote, For he promised unto them that he would preserve these things. End quote. So, from reserve to preserve. Alma 37.19, he gives a specific example. And now, behold, one purpose hath he fulfilled, even to the restoration of many thousands of the Lamanites to the knowledge of the truth. And he hath shown forth his power in them, and he will also still show forth his power in them unto future generations. Therefore they shall be preserved. The phrase, quote, to the knowledge of the truth, is in 2 Timothy 3.7. Alma 37.21. Alma will now talk about the record of the Jaredites. See Mosiah 8, 8-9 which will be called the Book of Ether in the Book of Mormon. And now I will speak unto you concerning those twenty-four plates, that ye keep them, that the mysteries and the works of darkness and their secret works, or the secret works of those people who have been destroyed, may be made manifest unto this people. Yea, all their murders and robbings and their plunderings, and all their wickedness and abominations may be made manifest unto this people. Yea, and that ye preserve these interpreters... The interpreters are the Urim and Thummim, which Mosiah II had. See Mosiah 8.13. The 1830 edition, page 328, read, quote, And that ye preserve these directors. It was changed in the 1964 edition to read, as it does now, quote, And that ye preserve these interpreters. Remember, a director was a ball used as a compass. The words, quote, The works of darkness are in Romans 13.12, and, quote, may be manifest are in 1 Corinthians 11.19. Alma 37 verses 22-23. Speaking of the Jaredites, For behold, the Lord saw that his people began to work in darkness, yea, work secret murders and abominations. Therefore the Lord said, If they did not repent, they should be destroyed from off the face of the earth. And the Lord said, I will prepare unto my servant Gazalem a stone which shall shine forth in darkness unto light that I may discover unto my people who serve me, that I may discover unto them the works of their brethren, yea, their secret works, their works of darkness, and their wickedness and abominations. We are not sure what the name Gazalem means, but it seems to refer to a seer who was able to translate by means of the Urim and Thummim. See Mosiah 8.13. In early editions of the Doctrine and Covenants 82.11, Joseph Smith was referred to as a Gazalem, which is a slightly different spelling. Alma predicted that in the last days, the Lord would raise up a servant who, through the aid of a special stone, 
would expose the political design of the secret society, then threatening the nation's survival. Thus, it predicted that Joseph Smith Jr., with a seer stone, would be the remedy for the ills of America. He would be the great prophet king. In the front of the Book of Mormon is the testimony of Joseph Smith, which says, Also that there were two stones in silver bows, and these stones, fastened to a breastplate, constituted what is called the Urim and Thummim, deposited with the plates, and the possession and use of these stones were what constituted seers in ancient or former times, and that God had prepared them for the purpose of translating the book. In the Gospel Topic Essay, the Book of Mormon Translation, the Church establishes as fact that Joseph used a seer stone to translate the Book of Mormon. Joseph found this chocolate-colored stone in the ground years before he retrieved the gold plates in Urim Thummim. He had used the specific stone to search for treasure. As a matter of fact, he only used the Urim Thummim to translate the first 116 pages, called the Book of Lehi. Makes you wonder why the need for the gold plates and the Urim Thummim in the first place, when Smith ended up using his treasure-seeking peepstone in a hat instead. Pictures were used by the LDS Church on their official website and in various publications for decades which misled members into concluding that Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon while actually looking at the characters engraved on the gold plates. Only recently is the church depicting Joseph's face in a hat in their pictures of the translation process. For a detailed description on how that worked, David Whitmer, one of the three witnesses, in an address to all believers in Christ, 1887, page 12, described the meticulous method by which the gold plates were translated. Quote, I will now give you a description of the manner in which the Book of Mormon was translated. Joseph Smith would put the seer stone into a hat and put his face in the hat, drawing it closely around his face to exclude the light, and in the darkness the spiritual light would shine. A piece of something resembling parchment would appear, and on that appeared the writing. One character at a time would appear, and under it was the interpretation in English. End quote. Why did God have these Book of Mormon characters go through the effort of writing on plates and preserving them for centuries if they were not going to be used by Joseph Smith in the translation of the Book of Mormon? Emma 3724. And now, my son, these interpreters were prepared that the word of God might be fulfilled which he spake, saying, The interpreters were used for interpreting languages. The phrase, quote, might be fulfilled which he spake is in John 1238. Alma 3725. I will bring forth out of darkness unto light all their secret works and their abominations. And except they repent, I will destroy them from off the face of the earth. And I will bring to light all their secrets and abominations unto every nation that shall hereafter possess the land. The words, quote, except they repent, are in Revelation 2.22, and, quote, will bring to light, are in 1 Corinthians 4.5. Alma 3726. Speaking again of the Jaredites, And now, my son, we see that they did not repent, therefore they have been destroyed, and thus far the word of God has been fulfilled, yea, their secret abominations have been brought out of darkness and made known unto us. An example of this is found in Ether chapter 8. Alma 37.27 Next, Alma commands Helaman not to reveal the actual oaths covenants, signs, and specific details of the agreements among themselves as they became entangled in secret combinations. And now, my son, 
I command you that ye retain all their oaths and their covenants and their agreements and their secret abominations. Yea, and all their signs and their wonders ye shall keep from this people, that they know them not, lest peradventure they should fall into darkness also and be destroyed. In 2 Nephi 26.22, we read about secret combinations and combinations of the devil. Helaman 6.22 mentions Book of Mormon people having their secret signs and secret words. All of these were attributed to the devil in the Book of Mormon. Yet these are not to be confused with secret things. They are called sacred in the LDS Temple endowments. Amma 37.28 For behold, there is a curse upon all this land, that destruction shall come upon all those workers of darkness according to the power of God when they are fully ripe. Therefore I desire that this people might not be destroyed. Fully ripe means when there is no hope left of reclaiming them because of their wickedness. The phrase, quote, according to the power of God, is from 2 Timothy 1.8, and, quote, are fully ripe, from Revelation 14.18. Alma 37.29-30 Alma wanted Helaman to keep quiet about these secret oaths and covenants of the Jaredites, because he was concerned the people might be attracted to the lifestyle if they found out about them. Therefore ye shall keep these secret plans of their oaths and their covenants from this people, and only their wickedness and their murders and their abominations shall ye make known unto them. And ye shall teach them to abhor such wickedness and abominations and murders. And ye shall also teach them that these people were destroyed on account of their wickedness and abominations and their murders. For behold, they murdered all the prophets of the Lord who came among them to declare unto them concerning their iniquities. And the blood of those whom they murdered did cry unto the Lord their God for vengeance upon those who were their murderers. And thus the judgments of God did come upon these workers of darkness and secret combinations. We start to see early signs of the anti-Masonic nature in the Book of Mormon. Alma's warning to his son Helaman about the danger of secret combinations is indicative of what was happening in the early 1800s with Joseph Smith's family. Alma 37, 31-32 Alma continues to warn Helaman not to reveal those secret plans to the people and teach him to hate sin. In verses 33-34, he instructs Helaman to preach repentance, faith on the Lord Jesus Christ, humility, withstand temptation, and never to be tired of good works. Alma 37, 33 The phrase, quote, meek and lowly in heart, is from Matthew 11.29. Alma 37.35. Next are a couple of famous verses in the Book of Mormon. O remember, my son, and learn wisdom in thy youth. Yea, learn in thy youth to keep the commandments of God. Alma 37, verse 37. Counsel with the Lord in all thy doings, and he will direct thee for good. Yea, when thou liest down at night, lie down unto the Lord, that he may watch over you in your sleep. And when thou risest in the morning, let thy heart be full of thanks unto God. And if ye do these things, ye shall be lifted up at the last day. Alma 37.38 Then Alma gives Helaman the magic ball with many names. And now, my son, I have somewhat to say concerning the thing which our fathers call a ball or director, or our fathers called it Leahona, which is being interpreted a compass, and the Lord prepared it. This verse is dated 73 B.C., and the compass as an instrument was not invented until about A.D. 1100. We read back in 1 Nephi 16.10 that one morning Nephi woke up and found that outside his tent was upon the ground a round ball of curious workmanship, and it was of fine brass. 
and within the ball were two spindles, and the one pointed the way whither we should go into the wilderness. We learn here in Alma 37:38 that it is called a director or liahona or compass. Alma 37:39. And behold, there cannot any man work after the manner of so curious a workmanship. And behold, it was prepared to show unto our fathers the course which they should travel in the wilderness. This was the gadget that God made himself and gave Nephi for navigation purposes. Alma 37:40 for 41. And it did work for them according to their faith in God. Therefore, if they had faith to believe that God could cause that those spindles should point the way they should go, behold, it was done. Therefore they had this miracle, and also many other miracles wrought by the power of God day by day. Nevertheless, because those miracles were worked by small means, it did show unto them marvelous works. They were slothful, and forgot to exercise their faith and diligence, and then those marvelous works ceased, and they did not progress in their journey. The words, quote, those miracles are in Revelation 13, 14. Alma 37, 42 through 43. Alma reminds Helaman that this has spiritual application in one's life. Alma 37, 44. For behold, it is as easy to give heed to the word of Christ, which will point to you a straight course to eternal bliss, as it was for our fathers to give heed to this compass, which would point unto them a straight course to the promised land. The phrase, quote, the word of Christ is from Colossians 3.16, and, quote, a straight course to is in Acts 16.11. Alma 37.45. Alma points out the symbolism. And now I say, is there not a type in this thing? For just as surely as this director did bring our fathers by following its course to the promised land, Shall the words of Christ, if we follow their course, carry us beyond this veil of sorrow into a far better land of promise? Meaning heaven. In the 1830 edition, page 330, it read, quote, For just as surely, which was changed in later editions to surely. The words, quote, land of promise are in Hebrews 11.9. Alma 37.47. Alma ends his counsel and commandments to his son Helaman. And now, my son... See that ye take care of these sacred things. Yea, see that ye look to God and live. Go unto this people and declare the word, and be sober. My son, farewell. Meaning, take seriously my instruction. The words, quote, go unto this people, and, are in Acts 28.26, and, quote, and be sober, are in 1 Thessalonians 5.6. Alma chapter 38. Alma will now give brief counsel to his middle son, Sheblin. You will notice that Sheblin will not be entrusted with any of the sacred relics and records. Alma 38.1 My son, give ear to my words. For I say unto you, even as I said unto Helaman, that inasmuch as ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land. And inasmuch as ye will not keep the commandments of God, ye shall be cut off from his presence. There is always that correlation between keeping the commandments and prospering in the land. The phrase, quote, the commandments of God is from 1 Corinthians 7.19. In the 1830 edition, page 330, it read, quote, ye shall be cast off from his presence. In later editions, cast off was changed to cut off. Alma 38, verses 2 through 4. As a parent, Alma expresses great joy in Sheblin because of his faithfulness in keeping the commandments and because of his diligence and long-suffering among the Zoramites who treated him harshly. Alma 38, 5-6 through 6. 
And now, my son Shiblon, I would that ye should remember that as much as ye shall put your trust in God, even so much ye shall be delivered out of your trials and your troubles and your afflictions, and ye shall be lifted up at the last day. Now, my son, I would not that ye should think that I know these things of myself, but it is the Spirit of God which is in me which maketh these things known unto me. For if I had not been born of God, I should not have known these things. The words, quote, I would not that ye should, are in 1 Corinthians 10.1, and, quote, born of God, are in 1 John 3.9. Alma 38.7-8. Alma briefly shares with Shevlon his conversion story. See also Mosiah 27 and Alma 36. How he met with an angel face to face, and how he was in anguish for two or three days and three nights, until he cried out for mercy. Alma 38.9. And now, my son, I have told you this, that ye may learn wisdom, that ye may learn of me, that there is no other way or means whereby man can be saved, only in and through Christ. Behold, he is the life and the light of the world. Behold, he is the word of truth and righteousness. The phrase, quote, the light of the world, is from John 9.5. Alma 38.11. See that ye are not lifted up unto pride. Yea, see that ye do not boast in your own wisdom, nor of your much strength. Alma 38.12. He tells Shevlin to be bold, but not overbearing, to bridle his passions, and do not be lazy. In verses 13-14, pray because you mean it, not just to be seen praying. Acknowledge your unworthiness too. Alma 38.15. And may the Lord bless your soul, and receive you at the last day into his kingdom, to sit down in peace. Now go, my son, and teach the word unto this people. Be sober, my son, farewell. This concludes our study for today. Please subscribe so you won't miss any of our future episodes. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Or you can go to our website at talkingtowormans.com, where you can download the script and learn much more. Until next time, God bless.